We're holding Perik Yud Beis. So let's uh, summarize. Uh, we learned that there's Nefshal Kiis and the Nefshal Bahamas. And each one of them has Kaychas and Levushim. Right, Kaychas and Levushim. What are the Kaychas? The Kaychas are the Seichel and the Midas, intellect and the, and the emotion. And then there's the Machshav and the Bidamaisa, that's the Levushim, thought, speech, and action. Right? The Kaychas is the inner person himself. What a person understands and a person feels, that's him himself. He can't just instantly change that. Can't, it's, not, uh, it's not always in his... That's who he is. That's what defines him. Whereas thought, speech, and action, that's something which... Uh, it's like a shore, something that a person could... Uh, it's just doing. He could change right away what he's thinking. Definitely speaking. He doesn't even need to speak. Maisa. So both the Nefesh kiss and the Nefesh Abamis have a, set, a full set of Kaychas and a full set of Levusha. And the constant struggle between the Nefesh kiss and the Nefesh Abamis is who should control the guf the physical body, but the, the struggle is about both. The struggle really is about both the kaychas and the levosha. In other words, the nefesh abahamis, if it would be up to the nefesh, sorry, if it would be up to the nefesh al-kis, then not only would a person think what he's supposed to think and speak what he's supposed to think, speak and, uh, and do what he's supposed to do, his emotion, he would only, he would constantly never even desire something which is uh, nothing to do with the Abish He would only desire the Abish only have avas Hashem. He would only be in awe of the Eibishter, wouldn't respect anything else other than the Eibishter. Right. Respecting a Talmud Chacham, that's as a result of respecting the Eibishter. But we wouldn't respect anything that's, uh, that's not, not to do with the Lakus. Wouldn't have any yira towards anything that's not to do with the Lakus. It was up to the Nefshel Lakis. He would, only, he would only understand things the way it is according to the Seichel of Taylor, according to the, only the way it is according to the way the Eibishter wants you to understand. He wouldn't understand things even just the way regular human beings understand things. And if if it would be up to the Nefshah Bahamis, not only would a person constantly desire what he, things that are not to do with the Ebesh, the Taivas, etc., he would even, in Machshavah de Beremaisa, would even be Nechshel Bapayel Mamash. Even uh, think not what he's supposed to think, speak Lashon Hara, do Avedis, etc. Right? So the, the, the struggle between the Nefshah Lakis and the Nefshah Bahamis is both about the Kaychas and about the Lavosha. That's what we learned. So now, Based on that, we're explaining, we're explaining the Chalukah, the three kinds of people, Tzadik, Rosh, and Abedini. So far we explained Tzadik and Rosh, and now we're going to explain Abedini. A Tzadik, a Tzadik, is someone who the Nefesh kiss gets full control. Not only on the Levoshim, but on the Kaychas also. In other words, a Tzadik doesn't only not do what he's not supposed to do, doesn't only always do what he's supposed to do, doesn't always always learn Teda. He just, he even doesn't desire anything which is not to do with the Abishtah. His emotions are also fully in control of, of the Nefshel Kis. Of course, we learned this to Madregas of the Tzaddik, whether this really, the Nefshel Bahamas really is transformed to good, or the Nefshel Bahamas is just bottled by Shishim or by Elif, etc. But either way, the fact of the matter is that right now the Nefshel Bahamas has no say, not only Benagaya to the Levoshim, not only with regard to the Levoshim, but even with regard to the Kaychas, even with regard to what he desires and what, he, what he's drawn towards, is only, he's only drawn towards the Lakus, only drawn towards Kedusha. That's a Tzaddik. The Rasha, on the other hand, is the other extreme. Not only did the Nefesh kiss not win the battle with the Kaychis, the Nefesh Bahamis has the upper hand even with the Levushim. Even with the Levushim, that's the Rasha. It doesn't mean necessarily 
that it's a person that's constantly doing Avedis. We learned the last Perik, there's many Madregas of Rashaim. There's a Rosh of a Tevle that's a very, a very high Madrega, and it's only once in a while. One of his three Levushim does an Aveda Kala. But the fact is, his Nefesh Abahamis still has a say, and his Nefesh Abahamis has some control when it comes to his Levushim. That's a Rosh. Anyone whose Nefesh Abahamis has even control on his Levushim is a, is a Begedr of a Rosh. That's what we learned in the previous Prakim. Now, finally, we're going to learn about a Benini. Right? In the Perik Aleph, he asked, what's a Benini? If a Benini is someone who never does an Aveda, what's the difference between him and a Tzadik? If a Benini never is Nikshal in, in, in Bittol Teiru, what's the difference between him and a Tzadik? According to everything we just learned, how are we going to understand what a Benini is? A Benini is a middle ground. A Benini is, he's really, Benini, Malashan, like he's, he's in between. In other words, he's in between the Tzadik and the Rasha. If we're talking about the Koiches, in that regard, he's similar to the Rasha, in that regard, that his Nefesh Alekis does not have full control on the Koiches. He still desires, he still is able to desire something which is other than the Ebeshter. If we talk about the Levushim, his Nefesh Alekis has full control. It never enters his mind to do something which is wrong even. The Benini constantly struggles. The Benini struggles. For the Benini, it's a, the Tzaddik's Aveda, the Tzaddik obviously works hard also, but the Tzaddik's Aveda is within Asetayf. He's always going higher Madregas, higher Madregas, something which is not really, so we could really understand because we're not, we're not on the Madreg of Tzaddik. But obviously there's Madregas, like, just like, you know, in the Sha'ak it says, Tzaddik, 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 they're not struggling with, the, with, the, with something which is other than the Ebeshter. Their, their struggle is how to get in a higher level and how to get in a higher Madrega. A Benini is constantly struggling with Taivis, with Ra. He has a desire for like a regular person. He wants, he wants things which he enjoys. And that's his struggle, his constant struggle. But it never even enters his mind, like we'll see, to actually give in to the struggle. Benini is always, in terms of Levushim, his Nefshah Lakis has full and total control on his Levushim. Never gives in to his Nefshah Bahamas when it comes to his Levushim. That's the, that's the Mahus of a Benini. Now, um, a Benini, right, is, is a... Is it's true that, that Hashem doesn't... That this is only the terms over here. That, that in terms of Shachar Ha'inish, it's not like that, you see. Hashem, it's not like that. <laughs> it would be very, very... Uh, the big problem, right? Yeah. yeah. But, but it's important to stress, though, that the Aveda, right, when we talk about a Benini, Aveda Sabenim is the Aveda of everyone. In other words, you know, there's what we don't do right and what we do do right, right? In other words, what, what we're aiming towards and what we're, um, and what we're not doing okay. We're not working toward to be a Rosh of a Tevle. That's not what we're working to, right? Even though Rosh of a Tevle that he described in the previous Peter could be something very high, but that's not what we're working towards. Aveda of every person is supposed to be Aveda Sabenim. He says later, that's the Aveda of every single person. Right? We're working to be a Benin. In other words, every time we do, it's not just that we're trying to prove ourselves in, um, you know, let's add in another thing that we could do good, another thing that we could do good. Obviously, that's, practically speaking, that's what a person has to constantly do. But a person has to sit down and also recognize and say, you know, I really want to be bottled to the Ebeshter, and therefore, at least in my Machshavah de Beramais to be bottled to the Ebeshter, right? In my Mlavushim, I want to be bottled to the Ebeshter. Therefore, he's constantly working towards that. Every time he's adding something, every time a person is doing something against what he would like to do, he'd rather relax and he's going to learn a little bit extra, right? So it's not just supposed to be just because I'm, I want to get another schus. It's supposed to be, I'm, 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 that's a little bit less me and a little bit more the Ebeshter. It's Avedis Abenani. I'm trying to be more Abenani in terms of that, in my, when it comes to my Machshavah de Beramais, my Nefesh Alakis should be the one that's in control. Now, the Zavart of um, Chassidah, they say, it could be I've mentioned in the past, they say that by Kishmah Shalamita, that was a time that Chassidim traditionally used to make a Cheshbon Nefesh, 
contemplate where they're holding and Hashem, see what they could approve, etc. So, so uh, you know, because we say we're giving our neshama back to the Eibushter. Tomorrow is another day, so that's a time for reflection, for improvement, etc. So they say, Chassidim say, you have to have three things by Kedushim Shalamita. You have to know where you're holding. You have to know where you should be holding. And you have to know where you could be holding. In other words, it's not enough. Obviously, you have to know where you're holding. If a person doesn't make a proper cheshbon nefesh, doesn't know where he's holding. And he can't, uh, he can't properly serve the Ebeshter and, and improve himself. But then, after that, it's not just enough to know where I could be holding. It's also, I have to know where I should be holding also. In other words, if you just, if you just know what I could do, right? Everyone, that's, that's very important. What am I practically speaking? Tomorrow, if I'm just going to say, tomorrow I'm going to be a Benini of Tanya in one second. So that's probably not going to bring any practical results, right? You have to have a plan. You have to have a plan. Let me start with something small. Let me start with something that I'm struggling with. Let me see if I could, you know, overcome that some of the day, sometimes, etc. Make myself a, a plan of action. But before that, you have to also know where you should be. You're supposed to be what it says over here, a benini. Why? Because when you know what you should be, then even the little bit that you do, it's within that context of where you should be. It's not just that you're doing it because you know you want another. I got myself up, patted myself on the back. I did another good thing, right? It's it's working towards that aim, working towards that goal. Of, of, of being someone which my Machshavah Debir Amais is totally in control of the Nefshah Lakis. So therefore, this is a little bit of control, fine, but at least it's within that context of my having my, my, my Nefshah Lakis totally controlling my Machshavah Debir Amais. Machshavah Debir Amais being something which is not something that I have, a, I just do what I feel like. It's about the Eibishter totally. So every little bit is part of Aveda Sabein in it. Right? So it's not, a, it's not just that we're learning about some great tzaddik that we're naming him a benini, we're talking about an aveda, which is really what our entire aveda of our whole life is. It's aveda sabeni. It's aveda which we're, we're always constantly working towards being in that setting, in that mindset, in that type of person, like a benini. Right. Okay. Is it like, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's also like some different briya? No, no, that's the thing. That tzaddik... Is different. He's born a tzaddik. He's a, he's a different. Of course, he only had to work. He had to work to, to reveal that potential. But he's born with a certain potential that a regular person doesn't have. A baini is not a different kind of bri. Anyone has the right to be a baini. That's not really a chiddush of tanya. To be honest, if we think about it, right? This shulchan aruch, this shulchan aruch, right? There's part of shulchan aruch is that you can't be mavat l'tayra, you can't speak lashon hara, you can't speak avak lashon hara, right? Shulchan aruch was given. Obviously, Hashem expects us to keep it. So it's not really a chiddush of Tanya that every person could be someone which keeps the entire Shulchan Aruch. Shulchan Aruch itself believes that anyone can keep Shulchan Aruch, right? The, 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 what, in Tanya, he's really just defining that, that that's your Avaidah. Your Avaidah is to be that person that keeps everything. Yes, the Avaidah is that you're a person that's totally giving over to the Eibishter. That it's not just that you're doing a little bit here and a little bit there. It's, it's a person which is a kind of person which is given over to the Eibishter, which is bottled to the Eibishter. But the fact that every person could be someone which keeps everything in Shulchan Aruch, if you think about it a little bit, I mean, that's obvious, right? That's obvious that, that that's based on what, what it says in Taita, that it has to be obvious. Taita wasn't given to Malachim, it was given to every person. No one could come and say, there's a certain part of Shulchan Aruch I'm not expected to keep, right? That's, that's like Reformed Judaism, that's not, that's not Orthodox Judaism. We believe that every part of Shulchan Aruch, every person is expected to keep, right? So, so obviously that means every person is able to keep it. The Ebeshtah wouldn't ask of us something that we can't do. Of course, we struggle, and then we weren't, uh, it's, it's hard, and no one's saying it's easy. So therefore, it's, 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 it's not so common that we will find someone that actually reached that goal that he's like a Benin. But every person, his entire Aved, you don't have to be a special kind of person. His Aved of his entire life is Aved of Sabenim. has to be within that context of trying to be a Benin. Right? What's, what's different? Let's say I'm, I'm sitting here, sure, I'm listening to you, right? I, like, I'm, I'm a Tzadik or I'm a Benin? Does that particular this part? 
I'm the Kum Sadikim, Stammer, you're a Tzadik. A person, listen, we, we already learned last week, um, in the few, last two weeks, what to find someone who's, who's lower than a Bindi, right? You know, there was the repeal, we mentioned, I think, when we learned Perikal, oh, like, there was. Oh, like, I'm like, oh my life, like, last, you know, just one second of, like, I'm really listening. We'll see soon that it's not a one second thing. In other words, a person can't switch instantly from being a Baini. We'll, we'll, we'll learn that soon. In other words, if you're, to be a properly, actually be defined as a Baini, that's, that, that takes work. It doesn't, a person can't be in an instant second, become a Baini. But the Avaid that we're doing constantly has to be the Avaid of Baini. Right? I, I, we mentioned the first year that a Pilaparacha was the, um, one of the biggest chassidim of, of Chabad of all the generations. And he, he said, what, you know, he, used to, he, was, he was Bucky in Shas and even in Sifra Kabbalah before his Bar Mitzvah. And he was a tremendous guy and a tremendous tzaddik. Right? And, he, and he said before he, he learned Tanya, he, he thought he was a tzaddik gomer. He thought it was a tzaddik gomer. And he, he started to learn Tanya and he said, Halavai benini. You know, Halavai should be a benini, he said, right? So you're talking about a great man like a Pilparach. Now maybe he said that because of Anivis also. He probably was a benini, but probably, I'm sure he was, right? But, he, but, he, but, uh, but the fact is that he said, Halavai benini. So again, it's, it's not something that a person's supposed to convince himself that he is already in the Madrigas Abeni. But it is a type of framework of Aveda that a person has to constantly be doing Avedas Hashem of Avedas Abeni. Right? Right. If, if, if he was like such a if he was a. Uh, you don't have to be like such a girl. And ask, can you know, any book on Yeshua? Sure. Like, sure. I know, obviously, like, maybe I, maybe I don't know about the Torah. I'm, I'm time of Shacharis. But like, here and there, no one goes, everybody understands. What's Hiddush? You just, you just mentioned, what's Hiddush of Tanya? Like, what changed from... Him? What changed from the way we're defining Benin? Okay. So, in other words, I guess, not a safe and how to be a Baini. In other words, the, Tanya is telling you, first and foremost, what a person who is a Baini, who's not going to be able to be a Tzaddik, how are we supposed to serve Hashem B'levavcha, like we started off in the first, in the first Tashar Blatan. How does a person, right, who's a, not a Tzaddik, he's serving Hashem in a way of a Baini, how is he supposed to have Avas Hashem, Yiddish Hashem, serve Hashem with his heart? His heart is not in, in the same, is not, in, is not in direction of serving Hashem. His heart is desires in Yanam Avelam That's what we're going to learn in the, Coming prokim, many many prokim is going to be devoted to that. How even a benani could serve Hashem in a pneumistic way, in a way of belavavcha. That's first and foremost. The sefer is a sefer shel benanim. The fact that a person is supposed to be a benani, that's not a chiddush of tanya. The tanya, tanya is coming and saying, those who are benanim, I'm giving you a we're not tzaddikim. In other words, those who serve Hashem in a way of a benani, which is everyone, everyone serving Hashem, supposed to be serving Hashem. The avodas habenanim, right? I'm giving you a way to serve Hashem properly. That's number one. But besides for that. The, the changing of definition between what a Rasha is and what a Tzaddik and what a Bain, we already discussed it at length in the past, but the point is that if you define a person which is Reif Schuyas as a Tzaddik, right, so you've defined Avedis Hashem in a different way. When you define that only person who's totally given over to Hashem is a Bainani, and any, anything less than that is a Rasha, you're defining Avedis Hashem as total devotion to the Ebishter, because you have to recognize and live with the fact that Eina Mavad, there's nothing besides the Ebishter, right? We discussed this in, at length in the, first, in the first year. So therefore, once we define that, uh, what a Benini is and what a Rasha is, so that defines, gives a, a framework to the entire Avedis Hashem, even if you're not yet in the Madrega Benini. What are you doing when you're serving the Ebishter? What are you trying to do? You're not just trying to pat yourself on the back and say, I did another thing. You're trying to be a little more about the Ebishter and a little less about myself. That's what, that's what the Avedis Hashem is. Everything that we do, right? So if a, if a person, uh, not to say that a, sh- a person shouldn't have simcha, when he does a mitzvah, I want to make that clear. When a person does a mitzvah, he's supposed to be very excited about the fact that he has the unbelievable schuss to become devoted to the Ebishter. Nothing like uh, when you learn, you know, Sfarim of Kabbalah and Chassidus, nothing more than that will describe to you how great doing a mitzvah is. 
So the simcha that you're supposed to have is unbelievable. But the, the gaiva, the fact of the, I, I should feel that I'm a great person, I, I, you know, I'm a Muslim, I have shleimus, that's the opposite of what Teirah Mitzvah is about. Teirah Mitzvah is really about just forgetting about yourself, saying, wow, I was able to connect to Hashem, leave myself a little bit, leave this, this falsehood of Eilam Hazar where we see, where, we, where, where there's a concealment on the truth that there's nothing besides the Eibishter. So that's what it means that every Avedah, every bit that we do is part of the Avedah Sabein in it. Okay, let's, let's um, just, uh, just uh, the way it's going to work, the next few prakim, is this Pedic Bezan Yud Gimel just describes what a Beni is, really, in many details about what a Beni is. And then he goes to Pedic Yudawad and he explains how Midas Abeni is the Midas Kol Adam. That's what everyone is supposed to be striving to and everyone is supposed to be working towards that. And then from Pedic Tesvav and further, he's discussing the specifics of how a Beni is supposed to serve Hashem properly, with Avas Hashem and Yiddish Hashem, etc. Really from Pedic Tesvav to Yitzayin, from Pedic Yitzchas, it's like a Kind of a new section of Tanya. We'll get to there. We'll, we'll explain. But uh, that's the say that it's that we're going to. So let's learn inside. So it's like it's Vabainani. Who? Shlo'elam einarag gaver kolkach. The bad, meaning the nefesh abahamis, is never. It never gets power to the degree that should be lichbesh esayir ktano, lislabesh beguf laachtia. Again, the guf is referred to as an ir. And the two malachim are the nefesh alakis and the nefesh abams are fighting over control over the year. So by the bainani, the nefesh abams, the ra, never wins over so much to the extent that it should be able to conquer the guf and allow the person to do a chait. The lashon is kol kach, because the, by the bainani, the nefesh abahamis does have some achievement in the, nefesh, in the guf. His heart, his desire, his emotion, like we're going to see, is like the nefesh abahamis. He's drawn towards things that are not necessarily all about the Eivishter, right? That's by Abedin. So therefore, the Nefesh Abahamis, the Nefesh Abahamis wins over to a certain extent of the fight. But the Nefesh Abahamis never manages to be koivish, the ear, to the extent that should cause him to do an actual Aved, to do something which is actually against Shulchan Aruch. The Haino, Nefesh Abahamis. The three garments of the Nefesh Abahamis, the three Levushin. Which is Machshava Dibra Maisav Klippa. Machshava Dibra Maisav Klippa, like we learned at length in Perik Vav. Any Machshava, any Dibur, any Maisav that doesn't have to do with Avedis Hashem is Machshava Dibra Maisav of the Nefesh Abahamis. It's a Machshava Dibra Maisav Klippa. So any of those kind of Machshavas of Dibra Maisavs, in Gevrim Bayal Anefesh Alakis, Lislabish Beguf, Bemeach, Obepe, Obeshara, Machivarim, Lachtiom, Ulatam, Chas Vishalom. They never, these three Levushim of the Nefesh Abahamis, never overpower the three Levushim of the Nefesh Alakis. And therefore, in the brain, what kind of machshava does he always have? He always has a machshava that has to do with Kedusha. I just want to, we're going to get to this later in the period, but just because in case it could be confusing, I'll just say right now. Machshava is a little bit tricky. A Benini sometimes has machshavas that fall in that are not correct. Because machshava is not in his total control. Because machshava is based on the heart. What a person desires in his heart, that's the type of machshavas that come in his brain. If, he, if he's drawn towards Taivis, then he might have a machshava about Taivis. Right? So what do we mean when we say that a Benini, even a Machshava, the Nefesh Alakis always wins over the Nefesh Abahamis and it's always in his brain, always the Machshava of the Nefesh Alakis. What it means is that he's never Maharad Biratzim. We're going to learn about it later. In other words, as soon as he gets a Machshava, as soon as it pops into his mind, the Machshava that's not from the Nefesh Alakis, he right away pushes it away. He doesn't even for one second think about it more. As soon as, he, as soon as he's conscious and recognizes what he's doing, he pushes it away. So the Machshava of the Nefesh Alakis the Nefesh Abahamis never truly wins over the Machshav of the Nefesh Alakis. Because right away, as soon as it pops into his brain, he, it moves it away, and the Machshav of the Nefesh Alakis comes over there. And the same thing with his mouth. 
the dibur that's in his mouth is always the dibur of the nefesh lekis, never the dibur of the nefesh abamis, and so too with the rest of the ramach evarim in ma'isa, it's always the ma'isa of the nefesh lekis, and never has v'shalom that the nefesh abamis is goyver to be machti him and to be metame them. That shloishu levush nefesh lekis heim levado mislabshim beguf. What what is mislabish in the guf? Only the three levushim of the nefshal kis shehei machshava dibur ma'isa shotariyag in mitzvah satayra. Which what is machshava dibur ma'isa nefshal kis? We learned previously in Peirik Dalit machshava dibur ma'isa nefshal kis is tayra mitzvahs. Thinking in Yanim, I have to do with the Abish, the tayra mitzvahs. Shvaloi over avedim yama v'liyavel lo'elam. The beinani never did an aveda in his life, and never will do an aveda ever. Will never ever do an aveda. What does that mean? What does it mean? He'll never do an aveda. He doesn't have chidachavshes. And he'll never do an Aveda? We're saying like, the Alter Rebbe is saying a, he's saying a Haftacha? He's saying like, a, he's telling you he's never going to do an Aveda? What is that supposed to mean? Anyone could do Yechad and Karen Gadl was a uh, Karen Gadl for 80 years and he became a Tzduki afterwards, right? What does that mean that, uh, that, that he'll never do an Aveda? What it means is like this. We already mentioned this last week. Someone asked the question, but here's the main place to discuss it. You see, a person, a Yid, comes, let's say, in Kippur, Right? He might get very hungry. I mean, today's Shivas of Atamas, right? So, right. So, it's, it's in Yanadim. But let's say Yom Kippur is even stronger because Yom Kippur, people are more strict, more strict about. So, it comes Yom Kippur and he might be very, very hungry. You see, sometimes a person has, let's say, he's trying to learn. And it's okay, he's not, uh, you know, he's, he's, getting, he's thinking about the news. He's pushing himself a little bit. He'd like to he'd like to expect himself to sit and finish the whole, you know, the whole hour that he wanted to learn. Is he sure that he's going to finish that hour? He can't be sure. He doesn't know. Right? He's not sure. Maybe he'll be matzliach to misgaber. Maybe he won't be matzliach. Right? Whatever it is, every struggle that a person has, there's certain times that he has the struggle and he's trying to win over, but he's not sure that eventually he's going to win over. A person's very hungry on Yom Kippur. Does he really have a doubt if he's actually going to end up eating or not going to end up eating? There's no doubt. Right? He's not, he's not going to eat. He knows he's not going to eat. Why? Because it's just so like out of his league. It's so out of his reach. It's, it's something which he like, it's so, it's so not him that it's, it's just not going to happen. I, I mean, he could do it. There's a lot of food in the fridge. He could go, he could easily go and eat. It's not that it's not there and it's not, there, it's not that he's not hungry. It's not that he doesn't have the desire to do it. But it's just, it's just not, it's, you know, it's not possible that he's going to do it. It's not something that he would think about. Sorry? How can you say that by something new and it's like little terror, something so delicate? Like How can you say by a Bainani, you mean? Yeah. So that's the thing about a Bainani. That a Bainani, by him, every single thing that it says in Shulchan Aruch, he's so under the oil of the Eibishter. He feels so much that it's not about me, it's about Hashem. And therefore, anything that is, you know, that's not, uh, that's not according to what, according to what Hashem's Ratzin, is by him like eating on Yom Kippur. He doesn't differentiate, right? And therefore, he, he doesn't, it's not, it's not a question. Le'yavr lo'elam. Of course, he has pechir and he could become not a bainani and start doing avidus. But at this present stage, in the way he is, in the in the mind of the matzah that he is right now, lo yavelo It's impossible for him to do an avidus. It's just impossible, right? I mean, you could. T- I mean, if you've read about people like Rav Nissan Nemanov, people which you know kind of fit the bill of what it says here, by, by, like about a bainani. That, that they, these they, they were these kind of people that they lo yavelo It wasn't really a question, you know. They were. It wasn't a shaykes. It wasn't shaykes to do an avidus. Because the, the oil Mach HaShemayim was so felt and was so present by them that, uh, what do you mean? Why is Yom Kippur different than any other thing? They're all Avedas. There's no difference between one Aveda and another Aveda. Right? But Hashem Yom Kippur, we have a Yisalo, so we become a little more closer to Hashem. So we become a little closer to Lagaba Yom Kippur in Yanam. We become a little closer to like that Hergish of a Benini. But the Benini has that about all in Yanam of Teirah Mitzvahs. Right? 
Uh, he also says over here, Le'ava miyamav, and he never did an Aveda. We have to understand, it doesn't mean, it's, a, it, it's not, obviously it doesn't mean literally, because if you turn to, um, turn to page 38, you see just read there a few lines. He says, Every single person should, should always be striving towards being a Baini. Every person. Every single person. Could be a Baini. At any time. Any time you could become a Baini. So, if a Baini never did an Aveda, if a Baini never did an Aveda, what does that mean that every person could become a Baini? Many people have done Avedas. So, how are they becoming a Baini, Right? And here he says, he never did an Aved in his life. So one of the ways of learning is that a Benini, he, what it means is he has to, he has to not just stop doing Avedis. You know, you have a person did Avedis, and then he stop. He has to become so far and distant from Avedis, you know, like we said, he's never going to do it. He should be like, right now it's as if he's like a new person. He doesn't, it doesn't have any Reisham on him anymore. The Avedis that he did in the past are like, you know, it's, it's, it's not him anymore. He, if him, he's not shy to do it anymore. Because if he's shy to do it, he's still not a Benini. He's not what we're calling a Benini here. A Benini is that he, he really, the Nefesh Lekis really has control on the Nefesh Lekis. Not just that the Poyo Mamish never does an Aved. The Nefesh Lekis is the one that's in control. So it's not shy if he should do an Aved. Yeah. Want to ask something? So it's in every moment, like what I ask you, like... Every moment a person could become a Benini, but that means he has to really make a switch. I'm sitting while I'm doing, I maybe have some thoughts I'm trying to... So, am I Benini or am I just, no, I'm Russia who... Oh, uh, he had like two vacations. So. Like, I don't want to speak about any specific person, but, but generally speaking, when a person right, at the moment is doing what he's doing, so he's doing Avedis Abenin. He's striving towards Avedis Abenin. But we can't say that he became a Benin just because right now he's doing what he's doing. To become a Benin, even though every moment the person has a shush to become a Benin, but that would require a true shini pnimi, a true really inner switch within the person that he should become <laughs> a different kind like of person. One day, like, I'm going to feel, yeah. Like, I'm a, I'm a Benini? Like, I hope so. Yeah, it's a different Bria because it's like he says, in other words, you feel not a different Bria in the terms that you're a different person. No, not a different Bria. Not like a Tzadik, it's a different kind of person. The same Bria, but a different, a different mode, a different, total different mode. It's inner switch. Okay. Different, the way you treat, the way you look at everything will be different. What, sorry? At some point, realize like, I mean, I, I don't have any challenges, but no matter what, probably I'll do Michal Shabbos. Like, no, no, exactly. Oh, oh, very good. That's like, a good example. That's also a good example. So that, so that switch that, that a Balshuva has, like Abba Chilo Shabbos, yeah. right? I'll call him also Balshuva because Balshuva doesn't mean just someone who was uh, what we call people which are not from. Like Balshuva means a person who does Shuva, right? Anything like he. Uh, Balshuva means for like there was the sorry, like you know they came once from, someone came to the to the Gerer Rebbe Beis Yisrael and he said uh, he asked him what Yeshiva you learning. He said he named it a Balshuva Yeshiva, right? And he said, but I'm not a Balshuva. So the Baisis said, well, why are you not a Balshuva, right? Everyone has to do Shuvah. So let's say you have the Balshuva that, that from Chil Shabbos to, to keeping Shabbos. And then there's the Balshuva, like we're talking about over here, becoming a Benini, doing that kind of Shuvah. So that also, the same switch that that Balshuva had to Gabi Chil Shabbos, he would have Gabi everything in his life, not just Chil Shabbos. They have every mitzvah and every Aveda, right? Yeah. Like basically, can't just say, that, okay, I made it, and most likely nothing major going to have in my life. I'm just going to stay in my way. That's right. Yeah. Abedini is right now on the stage that he's going to stay, he's going to stay, unless, unless he has a Yerida, unless he doesn't, doesn't fight the battle constantly, he's going to, he, he stays that way, that he's not going to do an Aveda. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now he says, This Benini, he, he's the type of person that doesn't allow himself to have a shame rasha even for one moment of his life. In other words, he doesn't allow, we look, like, 
In other words, the Rasha, the simple meaning of a Rasha, someone who does an Aveda, he doesn't allow that to ever happen, that he should be in that stage, that he should be a same Rasha Alaf. And he says, However, this is all about the Shleisha Levushin. This is all about the Levushin, the Machshavah Debir Maisa of the Nefesh Lekis. That is, Machshavah Debir Maisa of the Nefesh Lekis has total control. But when we talk about the Mahus Va'atzmas Nefesh Lekis, what does it mean, the Mahus Va'atzmas Nefesh Lekis? Not the outer, not the Machshavah Debir Maisa. Rather, Shein Esib Chinisel, the actual feeling, the emotion, and the intellect of the Nefesh Lekis, is Loi Lohen Levadon Hamem Lucha Vamem Shola Be'ir Ktana. They don't have full control over the ear which is the goof, right? He says, Sorry? The the Pchines. Do not have full control over the goof. Rather, very often, the Pchines of the Nefshah Bahamas are Melubashim in his goof, right? His heart has desire towards something which is not supposed to be. Because the Esabchines of the Nefesh Abamis are Melubashis in his heart. Or in, and the same thing, the Seichel of the Nefesh Abamis could be Melubash in his brain. Right? Now he says, In other words, not to say that the Nefesh Abamis has full control over his Esabchines also. It's Often the Nefesh Abamis has control. Like we're going to see in one moment, even a Benani has to be times that his Esabchines of the Nefesh Abamis has control also. What did we learn in previous prakim? The shaydish for keeping mitzvah say properly is ahavas hashem. The shaydish of keeping mitzvah leisa say properly is yiras hashem. We discussed that at length. The perek dalit, right? For someone who keeps a mitzvah say without avas hashem, he might be doing the act, but he's not doing it in a primistic way. He's not. He's not. He's not connecting to Hashem with it. Him. I mean, he's connecting to Hashem because Hashem says every mitzvah that you do, you connect with me. But the person, as a person, is he is he involved with that experience of being connection with connecting with Hashem? If he doesn't have Avas Hashem, that's impossible. If he doesn't have Yiddish Hashem, he might be refraining from doing what he's not supposed to do. But is he really in, in touch with that message of Kabbalah Seilmach Hashemayim while he's refraining from what he's supposed to do? From what he's, from what he's re- supposed to be refraining? No. So a person, in order to serve Hashem properly, must have Avas Hashem, must have Yiddish Hashem. So if someone has to have Avas Hashem and Yiddish Hashem, including the Benini, and that's really what this Sefer really Tanya is here for, actually. Like, we're going to see a lot of the Prakam are devoted to say how even a Benini could come to some level of Avas Hashem and Yiddish Hashem. So if a Benini must be that he has sometimes Avas Hashem and Yiddish Hashem, we must be saying that the Nefesh Kis also has control on the Esab Chines. Right? Because Avas Hashem and Yiddish Hashem are the Midas of the Nefesh Kis. Understanding God of Hashem is the Chabad of the Nefesh Kis. So often his Chabad and his Pchines have control over it. Elamai, it's Leilahen Levada. Very often, and maybe possibly even the majority of the time, the Pchines of the Nefesh Bahamis are the ones that control the Guf. And like, when, but when do we, when does, when does the Nefesh Pchines of the Nefesh Kis have full control? He says, Ki There are special times where the Esa Pchines of the Nefesh Kis has full control over him. Kumoi, Bashas Krishma Vatvila. At the time of Davening, Krishma and Tvila, that is a time when a person, it's an Ace Ratzin like we're going to see in a minute, and that is a time when a person, a Benini, could actually feel Avas Hashem. In other words, what does that mean? At the time of Krishna and Tfilah, it's not just that a Benini, you know, gets inspired. At that time, his nefesh, his midst of his nefesh, have full control. The Chavis al says that it's impossible to have Avas Hashem and Avas Elam has at the same time, right? The Chavis, the famous Chavis Elam Hazah says, just like water and fire can coexist, so to Avat to Elam Hazah is like a stira to Avas Hashem. It doesn't go together. So it's not the Pshat that a Benini at the time of davening, he feels the sudden instant, like, you know, this passing inspiration, but at the same time, he would enjoy, uh, you know, he would enjoy Tavis Elam Hazah. At the time of davening, the Benini doesn't have any, is not drawn towards anything other than the Abishta. 
We'll see in a second why time of davening is different. But time of davening is especially that allows him to come to this level that he should have true Avas Hashem and the Esab Chinnis of Nefesh Lakis should have full control over his body at the time of davening. Esab Chinnis of Nefesh Lakis, Abba should not have any control whatsoever. Sorry? That's how a tzaddik is a hold it. That what happens during tefillah is similar to a tzaddik. It's similar to a tzaddik. We're going to learn later the difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to look, we're going to learn later the difference in Pedic Yud Gimel how it's a slightly different to what is a tzaddik, but similar, definitely a similarity to what in other words, similar to what a tzaddik has all day. A benny has during chasat tefillah. We will see. It's important to note that we will see in later prakim that it doesn't mean that someone who doesn't have the chasat is not a benny. You know, you can have a benny that struggles with that issue of having avas Hashem at the time of tefillah. You know, on this level of not that the nefesh Obama should have no say whatsoever. It's possible to have a Baini that doesn't have that level mamish. But that's how ideally a Baini, even a Baini, which is not a tzaddik, ideally at the time of tefillah, he's supposed to, his nefesh of kiss, his esekechs of nefesh of are supposed to have full control over his, over his body. It's interesting. If anything, the tefillah and, and shmah is the hardest time. When you say to have it's, it's, we'll learn later that there's, why there's a bigger struggle. In Perek Chavchas, he talks about it, why there's a bigger struggle. But that's, that's see, if a person is a real Baini, that a whole day he's, he's, he's really, really proper, you know, agahit with his machshavah de b'ramaisa, he also has, it's easier for him to come in touch with what's supposed to be at the time of davening. But if someone is uh, not exactly fully a benini, so then even at the time of davening, you know, the nefesh abamis also has a big say, and then davening can become even a greater struggle. But like I said, even a benini could have a struggle during davening. It's not, it's, not, it's not so black and white. But he's just saying here the potential that a benini has. The potential that a benini has is that unlike the rest of the day, that it's impossible for him to come to a madrega that he's, of his nefesh have full control of his body. At the time of davening, he does have that potential. Right? Why, why is davening? What's, what's unique about davening? So he says, davening, both Kirishma and Tefillah, is shans ha-meichin de gadlas It's a time of meichin de gadlas What is meichin de gadlas I mean, meichin de gadlas is like, when you talk about like a cotton, you can have a cotton which is a genius. He's a genius, and he could be a lot smarter and a lot, a lot you know, he could learn a lot, a lot better than a lot of older people, but Naboim Lubina. But he still has moich in the katnas. He's still immature, right? He's a katan. What's the difference? A katan could have an unbelievable brain, but his brain doesn't, the, the control that his brain has over the rest of him is, not, is, not, is, is never going to be the same as a, as a gadol. Maturity means that you allow your brain to control yourself. You allow your brain, like we're going to learn that in you know, you allow your brain to, to be the one that, that, that decides how you act. Whereas, Immaturity means you do what you feel, whatever. You act like a child. You act, you act immature. You could be a genius in your brain, but that doesn't affect the way you are the rest of the day and the rest of, of, the rest of who you are. It doesn't affect the rest of who you are. So, similarly, it says, whatever that's supposed to be, but it says, there's like a time when the, the Chabad of Hashem, so to speak, the Chachabid of Das of Hashem, are on a level of Moich and Degadlus, and they connect to Hashem's Midas more. Just like Moich and Degadlus means that the person's Moich and it connects more to his Midas and the rest of him affects the rest of who he is, so too there's a time, a special time, which that's the time of tefillah dafka, that Hashem's moichin, so to speak, influences his midas. And what that means practically towards us is, that like he says, v'gam lamata, hishas ha-koysho l'chol odom, sh'oz mekashr chaman sh'loy l'ashem l'hay mekdai t'begdula se'insav barachu, v'l'eirer sa'ava k'rish be'eish b'chol ha'yimini sh'belibay. In other words, because l'mayla, this is a time, that Hashem's moichin, influences Hashem's midas, so to speak, it's meichad the godless. So what does that do to the person Lamata? Generally speaking, it's a lot easier to think about greatness of Hashem than it is to have that thought and that understanding affect your heart. A person could understand how great Hashem is, could think about it a lot, but at the end of the day, Hashem is not something that we see. 
So that's something tangible, right? Hashem is, 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 is it's not like the Badichva said famously, said like, you know, he said he would, and he said, what does Hashem want from us? If, they, if, if he would put, he says, right now, all the taivas are in front of your eyes and the Ebeshter is in the books, talks about it in the Svarah. He says, if Hashem would make it the opposite, that uh, we would see the Lakus and the Taivas would be in the books, uh, yeah, everyone would be the way they're supposed to be. Right? So the fact is that the Abishtah were learning about it in an intellectual way, but uh, what we see and what we feel naturally is something very different. And therefore, when you're talking about something physical, when you think about the greatness of something physical, the benefit of something physical, it's a lot easier to be drawn towards it emotionally after you understand it intellectually, because it's a tangible thing. When you think about the greatness of the Abishtah, because the Abishtah is not tangible in that way, so therefore, it's a lot harder for your intellectual understanding to affect your, 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 your emotions and to be drawn with your, your heart to have, like he says, that your heart should be like the burning desire to come close to the Ebeshter. So at the time of davening, that there's an Eserat and Lamayla, and Hashem's Moichen, is Moichen the Godless, Hashem's Moichen, so to speak, affects his Midas. So that allows that every person Lamata has more of a, 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 a Meglachite, more of a it's, a, it's, it's more possible, more plausible for a person Lamata, to be able to uh, use his meichin to affect his midas. That after contemplating on the greatness of Hashem, he should actually feel it in his heart and be drawn to Hashem in a way of rish be'esh. And the cholai yimini shebelibay, which we said before, that's where the nefesh of the kiss resides, right? The cholai yimini, the meichin and the cholai yimini, the davkebay, which that causes him to want to cling onto the eibish to bekiim ateira mitzvisea mi'ava, right? That he should cling with the eibish by keeping teira and doing mitzvis, by learning teira and doing mitzvis. Shezel inyan amavu bekishma. This, what, what would you say now? B'sha'asat fila, a person is able to, number one, contemplate on the greatness of Hashem, uses Chabad of his Nevesh Lakis. Number two, allow that contemplation, that understanding to affect his heart, to be drawn towards Hashem, to have Avas Hashem. And that Avas Hashem, what is it? Causes him to want to do, to cling on to the Ebeshter by doing Teirah Mitzvahs. Those three things we have in Shema Yisrael. Shema Yisrael, it says Shema, it literally means listen, but it also means Mloshan Havana. Like it says, Kalei Yada, Kalei Yada, right? It says that the Shvatim, they didn't know Shkishemeya Yasef, because there was an interpreter between them. Because there's an interpreter between them, they didn't know that Yasef could hear the words that they're saying. It means that they didn't know that he could understand what they're saying, because they thought that he doesn't understand Lashon Kedish, because there's an interpreter between them. So we see that the word Shemeya, Often means understanding. There's other psukim also that the word Shemeh means to understand. It's the same thing. Shema Yisrael also means understand. A person has to understand. Hashem Elokeinu, Hashem Echad. Hashem is one. Hashem is the only existence. Everything is battled Hashem. That's what Shema Yisrael is about. Understanding the oneness of Hashem. That there's nothing besides Hashem. And what happens after we say Shema Yisrael? V'yahavta. That understanding is supposed to result into a Avas Hashem. V'yahavta Hashem Elokecha, B'chol Avavcha, B'chol Navshcha, B'chol Meidecha. Until, what are you supposed to do as a result of that Ava? What do you do? It brings you to Vishinanta Mavanacha, to learning Teira, to Kshartim Leisa Yadacha, to Mitzvah Tfilin. It's supposed to bring you to actual learning Teira and doing Mitzvah because as a result of wanting to be close to Hashem, you should want to do his Teira Mitzvah, which brings you close to Hashem like we learned in the previous Parakim. Right? So that's all within Krishma. The Birchas Krishma, what's the connection to Birchas Krishma and Shema? Ever wondered? And that was the Zarashpa that says that there's no. It's not like a regular birchas ha mitzvah. Usually we say a bracha, we say a bracha and a mitzvah. Shakit shalom mitzvah. It's a laniach tvil. Right? Here we have these brachas that are called birchas kishma, but they're unrelated to shma. Two brachas before and two brachas after. What do they have to do with shma bichla? Talk about many things about Hashem and how nice Hashem was to us, etc. But what does it have to do with shma? So the explanation is that, like we just said now, shma is supposed to be a time where we're supposed to contemplate and understand the greatness of Hashem and ultimately come to Avas Hashem. 
So the Chachamim wanted to help us out. As the Deiris went along, it became harder. And we weren't getting the message. So they added these brachas that talk about a lot of things that are very inspiring and inspire a person to come to Avas Hashem. For example, the two brachas that we have before Shema in the morning. The first bracha talks about the unbelievable service of the Malachim to the Eibishter. So when a person realizes that you have these great Malachim, which are so much greater than a human being, and they're all kulam einim be'im avira, and they're saying kaddish kaddish, and they're serving the Eibishter, and they're battle to the Eibishter, and they have tremendous fear of the Eibishter, so that, that's supposed to bring him to some sort of understanding of the awesomeness of Hashem, how great Hashem is. When someone understands how great Hashem is, that's one of the ways, like we learned, the Rambam says, that's how you become to, uh, to Avas Hashem, when you realize how great Hashem is. What do we say in the next bracha? We talk about Avasayilam, we talk about all the love that Hashem has towards us. We talk about Avasayilam, Avtana, everything, the whole bracha is all about Hashem's love towards us. What is that supposed to do? Like we didn't learn much later, but it's Kamayim upon him, upon him, Kain Levadim Aladim, it says in the Pasuk. When someone loves someone else, generally speaking, naturally, that person will reciprocate and, and also love back. So when we realize how much Hashem loves us, that's a good way to get inspired and start loving the Ebeshter because we realize how much Hashem loves us. So these brachas and Krishma are all about inyanim that are ba'ir ravas Hashem, right? And then so ultimately you come to Shema, which like we said, Shema includes the Sagas Hashem and the, the, um, the idea of the Avas Hashem and, the, and, and doing mitzvahs as a result of the Avas Hashem. What's the point of brachas after? Okay, good. Let's leave Hashem now. Yeah, okay. So he says, at that time, during the time of Tfila and Kishma and Tfila, Harash of Chola Smali Kafaf of Batla Toif, right? The bad that he has within his Chola Smali, meaning the place where the Nefesh Bahamas is, is, so to speak, like subservient to the Toif, which is subservient to the good which is coming from the right side of the heart, where the Nefesh Lakis is, which that right side of the heart, where's that good in the right side of the heart coming from? From the Chabad Shabbat because you understand the greatness of Hashem, to ultimately in the right side of the heart, you love Hashem, and that spills over to the left side of the heart, that the Nefesh Abam should be quiet, so to speak, right? And the Nefesh Abam is quiet at the time of davening, and only the Nefesh Lakis is feeling the Avas Hashem, right? So, just before we just finish, just I want to say one thing, uh, we, we talked about San Shabbos, but for those for sake of those who want to, um, you see, davening, this is really, what's davening, right? Davening really is to think, a time when we're supposed to think about the Eibishter. In other words, even if we're not on the level of a Benini and we're not going to feel full Avas Hashem, because maybe because, we, you know, if someone does Avedas during the day, that's Pegim and it doesn't allow his heart to have that level of Avas Hashem like a Benini who doesn't do Avedas. But the concept of what we're saying here is all day, you know, we're doing what we're supposed to be doing, etc., trying to do what we're supposed to be doing. But there has to be a time in the day when a person thinks about Hashem. That's what davening is. Davening is to think about the Ebeshter. Sometimes people can get caught up even in davening and lose the message. They can have kavana and lose the message of davening. The kavana is to make sure they understand the word or to make sure they're saying the words properly or something like that. Thinking about the bakasha srachav of Shemana Esrei, which is good. It's better than having no kavana. But the real message of davening is thinking about Hashem. Someone mentioned yesterday in the family, there's a joke that they say. The joke has a certain truth to it. They say there's a Yid, was, um, was a very friendly Yid, doing everything he's supposed to do. And he, um, he, one time he had a dream. And in the dream he saw the Eibishter, so to speak, uh, something bad happened to the Eibishter. It was a, a very strange dream. So he was a little worried about it. So he came to some person, a friend of his, and he says to him, you know, this is a terrible dream that I had. Something bad happened to the Eibishter, so to speak, you know. So the person said, you're not supposed to worry about it. It says, in the, it says uh, Chazal said, what you think about during the day, that's what you dream about by night. So, you think about the Abish, so you thought something, 
He says, no, you don't understand. He says, already 30 years, I've never thought about the Eibishter, right? So, so, what's a, so the, the, the dream is a problem. In other words, we could do Torah, we could do mitzvahs, and we could do everything we're supposed to do. A person could be medaktik in mitzvahs, and he could be thinking about all the diktukim that it says in Shulchan Aruch, etc. But he's never thinking about the Eibishter. He hasn't, he, hasn't, he hasn't stopped to think about the Eibishter. Right? And the whole thing that we're supposed to be doing when we're doing Torah mitzvahs is, is, is getting us close to Hashem. So that time, that's what davening is. Davening is a gift that the Eibishter gave to us. That he allows us, it's a Yisrael Tzalamayla, like we just learned. It's a gift that there is Malamayla, both and in a gift in a Pashta way that he gave us these beautiful brachas that Chacham or Misakin that are supposed to be made us, that Pashta to think about Hashem, right? And we learned yesterday also a Maimir that it's, um, he asks over there, according to his many shit, this Tfilah is not the Raisa, Tfilah is only the Rabbanan. Even according to some shit, that is the Raisa, it only means by East Tzara, you're supposed to daven today, but the Rambam seems to hold that it, there is a chiv to daven every day, some Tfilah Tzara today, but most of the time don't hold like that. So Tfilah is not the Raisa, and on the other hand, the Kavana that we're supposed to have during Tfilah is greater than the Kavana by East Krishma. Like, um, you know, you're supposed to, uh, if, if someone's on a tree, he's allowed to say Shema if it's coming if it's coming Zman Krishma. But he's not allowed to daven Shemana Esrei on top of a tree. There are many halachas. So how could it be that the Ace of Tefillah is not a, uh, is not a mitzvah that Ace of it's something so vital and so important? So really what he explains there is that we have, Chazan said that the Yud Ches Prochis of the uh, Shemana Esrei are connected the Yud Ches Chulius Hashidr. How do you translate Chulius? Vertebrae. Again? Vertebrae. Okay. Of the, of the spine, right? The, the 18, uh, I don't know how to say the word. The Chulius, vertebrates, yeah, of the Shadra. That the, uh, the spine goes, that the spine is connected. So, so he says that the, the Shemana Esr itself is actually the spine itself. In other words, you look in the Mishnah and Taras discusses the Ramach Ivarim, the 248 limbs of a person. And the Mishnah says, the, you know, he goes through what they are. And he doesn't count the spine as one of them. The actual Chutasha doesn't count them as one of them. Is that because it's less than the 248 Ivarim? The spine is a vital part of the body. The spine is what connects the brain to the rest of the body. If there's, if there's in Halacha, we see if a behemoth has a... Uh, Problem in the spine. The behem is a trefa. It's not something that he could live. The behem could live with without with a, with a problem with the spine. The operation in the spine is one of the most important and delicate operations. He says it's the opposite. He says avodim is, is specific parts of the body. The chutashedra is, is what's maimed the whole body. It's what what's what gives the whole. He says mitzvahs. We're doing mitzvahs all day. There's 248 mitzvahs connected to 248 avodim of the Abishta, so to speak. Every mitzvah is a way that we connect with Hashem. But when are we actually thinking about the fact that that's what mitzvahs is? That that's what a mitzvah is, is to, be, to connect us to Hashem. We're doing the mitzvah, we're involved in all the pratim, we could be even a very firm person, we could be going for three weeks to try to get the best esrik and the best lulav, right? But when am I thinking about the fact that what is this mitzvah? The mitzvah is about me connecting to Hashem. That's what tefillah is all about. That's what the time of tefillah is. You know, he explains, he says even that these, the Shemna um, Esrei, we say, Baruch Anto Hashem. Every bracha. Every bracha is Baruch Hashem. What does it mean, Baruch Hashem? Baruch is Malosh and Hamshach, like it says, Mavrich is a gefen. Mavrich, like you pull, you pull the vine. We're being mamshach alakus, we're mamshach the Ebishta into this world. That's what Hashem wants, that we should bring alakus into this world. Atta refers to the essence of Hashem. Yudke Vavke is as explained in Kabbalah, different levels. In other words, we're bringing the essence of Hashem down through the whole Seder Ishtaushalos that He should be able to relate to this world. That's what it means, Baruch Atta Hashem. All the brachas that we say, He says, we say, we say, we ask, let's say, for the food, Reifa Chaylam. We ask for Panasa, Hashem, Baruch right? Every bracha, a person has to ask them, even if he's not in a situation that he needs those things. So why is it so important to ask for all these 18 specific things? He says, it's not that you're, sp- you're not really supposed to be thinking. You're also supposed, of course, if a person has a tzad, he's supposed to ask Hashem to help him with his tzad. But the primary focus of tefillah is, I want Hashem to be in this world. If Hashem will help even another person, someone that I don't know, Hashem will help him and make a miracle and make that person gesund, that person will have more recognition of the Eibishter. 
Hashem will become more of a greater part of his life. If Hashem will give Parnassah to someone who's struggling, he'll say, Baruch Hashem, will feel Hashem more. That's what you're asking. You're asking that Hashem should reveal himself more and more. That's what Shemunasid is about. So every single one of the brachas is we're asking for kalim, for ways that Hashem should be misgala in this world, that Hashem should be revealed in this world. So the focus, the main, whether you take the, uh, that explanation or even if you take Shemun Esrei on a more Pashtalav, but one thing is for sure that the focus of davening, Shkrishma and davening has to be Pashtal the time to think about Hashem. You have to remember the Ebeshtah. You have to remember that Hashem is, is, is what we're all about, what's everything, everything that we're here for is to be battled to Hashem, is to recognize that the oneness of Hashem, that there's nothing besides Hashem. And that's, that's what the, the focus of davening is. And that's the time, the time that we... Why is, it that, why is that the focus of davening? Because that's the time that Hashem enables us to be able to do that. That's when we have the Yechelos to do that more and more. And that gives a chayis for the rest of the Avaid of the whole day. Like we're going to see later, especially even by Abenani, this that he's able to misgaber and all the Nesianis of the rest of the day, all comes because of his Avaid that he has during davening. If not for that Avaid during davening, he wouldn't be able to withstand all the other tests that he has during the day. Okay.